This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCute, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. South Africa is facing a tough time when it comes to charity. We have become numb to the reality of what our country has to deal with every single day. But it is our reality. And if we want better neighborhoods, we need to start being better neighbors. Kelly McGilvery, <laughs> the hardest surname to pronounce, a friend from way back when, um, has been working hard on social media to do many different things, many amazing things. Um, she's always using her social media as a positive force to try and change South Africa and the world. But one most recently, and it got us talking quite a bit, is a friend of a friend, Tyron Shabalala, a future rugby legend from Four Ways High, has got this opportunity to go to the UK on a rugby tour. And it could be really big for him because he's really talented, but he needs the money. And Kelly and I had this big discussion offline about how difficult it is to raise money in the current state of where we are. I don't know if it's South Africa or the world, but the state of giving is a problem. I have both Kelly and Tyron in studio today to chat about the rugby tour, why it means so much and, and why it's so important, and more so the state of giving in South Africa and how we can possibly change that. Welcome to the Good Things Jackpot. This is not a, a sad show. I know I started off with, with charity and how difficult it is, but you're both here. We want to talk openly about this. We want to see if we can change South Africans and, and how they see charity and perhaps Tyron uh, we can get you to go on this rugby tour I hope so <laughs> we all hope so Kelly it's great to have you yeah thanks Brent did I say your surname right no no <laughs> well I mean we could we could do this all day say my surname Linda Q oh and she gets it right before you were joking around yes. yeah before we started the show um Kelly was slaughtering my surname but badly Linda Q <laughs> it's great to have you both in in my little studio here um at Jackpod Kelly you and I were chatting sort of the past two weeks, you'd put all these posts up on, on social media. I mean, you're constantly on social media being a positive force. You really do use it to inspire your own friends and followers and family on your Facebook. But you'd put up this post about Tyron and it actually got you angry. Mm, got me very angry. It's um, interesting because it, I kind of, I was really hoping that it was the algorithms of Facebook that were, I'd sent out a link for for people to engage and to help a young man who wants to follow his dreams and uh, the likes were minimal. Um, I post a silly video of my son doing a, a little jig and I get 35 likes and 400 views and when it's funny or when it's controversial or controversial people engage with it but as soon as it becomes about something that they either have to think about or to give it just felt really hard for me because people are quite intent on not getting involved. You sit in your little bubble and you are protected in that little bubble. We don't talk to our next door neighbors anymore. We don't greet the people that we meet in the shops. We struggle to make eye contact with people. We're losing that physical touch. So I was getting quite frustrated because it's very easy for me to ask questions on social media and for people to feed back. But then as soon as it comes to people actually giving, it's very hard and this is not the first time i mean we've i worked on a project called one family at a time where we helped a, a child-headed household for three years and people got involved but that was kind of five years ago we're now in a different space and i think my personal feeling is that the more that we give the more that we get and 
I'll often drive past somebody and I'll see they're struggling with something down the road or carrying or just see somebody with a beautiful face and I'll pull over and I'll hand over a hundred bucks. I say, hope that makes your day feel a little bit better. Uh, but this is the thing that um, when it comes to this, this Facebook algorithm that we chatted about briefly and, uh, and the, the post that you put up, you're getting 400 views and likes and, on a funny post. When you put up the post about Tyron, there was like no engagement. Nothing. It's, it's almost as if people are numb. They're numb. Tyron, this rugby tour, right? So let's, let's set the context here. You've been given this opportunity to go to the UK in December. Um, apparently, from what I've read about you, you're pretty good at rugby. You, be, really that's, that, that's what people are saying, is that you're, you're flipping good at rugby. You could be the next Sia Colisi. We just don't know. <laughs> and here you are. You've got this opportunity to go overseas. But you need the cash to get there, right? Yes, yes. What is the camp all about? It's, I called um, it a camp. It's not a camp. Tour, what yeah. is the tour all tour. about? You can see. I, you can see. I've never been on a rugby tour. <laughs> <laughs> you should come what, and watch it. What is become the, a rugby mom too. It's what is scary. <laughs> what is the rugby tour all about? Well, what happened was Titans gave all these boys opportunities to go over with the, the opens, the 18s. We are going to different parts of England. Um, the one I'm pretty sure about, and what I know about, is Cardiff and Hartbury, and we're playing against those two and the top universities in that area and it's like a scouting process so if they like what they see they choose certain players and they call them back and that's your startup career so instead of going through to like the south african process the creven week and the 19s and the 21s you go there and you start your career in university with a obviously not a great salary at the start but you'll start with some sort of money accommodation meals and everything so university you're a student there but you have a a higher level of rugby that you're starting with. It's a massive opportunity. Yes, it's yes. huge. Tell me, um, how did you get into rugby? Uh, my grandpa. My grandpa wanted me to play from when I was very young. And then you got into it. You saw it started when you were young it's at the school age. And, and where does the passion for rugby come from? Um, when I was younger, I don't mean to sound like I'm bragging, but when I was younger, I was always a bit bigger than everyone else. And with that made me seem better. So with me seeming better, my primary school coach that started me up, his name was um, Dirk Smith. He inspired me like by, by pushing me. He was the one that pushed me from when I picked up the rugby ball and put a rugby jersey on for the very first time. He was the one that pushed me and drove me to where um, I made the first team at the end of grade four, in and out, and then grade five, I started fully for the whole of grade five, six, and seven. And in that first team, that's when... I grew so much and my talent and my passion grew so much because of the constant driving that I've been getting from certain um, coaches in the school. So if you if you get this opportunity to go to the UK um, and you get selected and, and you start playing uh, overseas, the, this could pretty much set you up for a career in rugby. I really hope so because that's what I want to do when I grow up. Because like I said in my... Um, in post. My post. What I said in that post was <clears throat> when I got asked the question in grade three, what do you want to be? It wasn't a joke, but it was like, it wasn't as serious. Like everyone, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a doctor. <laughs> I was the one person that said I want to play rugby and I was very serious about it. Not knowing that as I grew up, I was I would realize that I actually am possible because when I went to church, they, they said a constant thing that's filtered into our heads is that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So with me wanting to chase my passion and me believing 
in the dream that I have and believing in Jesus, I think he can help me get what I want. And we're hoping so. Kelly, how did you hear about the story? So I am, my son's at part-time boys and Kathy's husband is one of the hostel masters and um, helps with maintenance at the boarding school. So I met Kathy through that and then the school's been through a bit of a rough time and Kathy jumped in to help in the boarding house while the court cases were going on. And I met Kathy, salt to the earth. She came to do a handover at the house and we spent probably about two, two and a half hours just chatting and getting to know each other and then we've chatted while she's been at school and when she speaks about her kids there's so much pride and she's basically not worked for the last four years to help bring the kids up so welcome is the single uh, breadwinner in the family welcome welcomes the dad welcomes the dad welcome yep. shabalala is the dad so he's the main breadwinner and kathy looks after the kids They've got two beautiful children they've got ty and the daughter sarah sarah I haven't met Sarah, and actually today is the first day that I've met Ty. Um, and I just felt that, you know, we make decisions and we're soft and gentle. You know, I'm, I'm a strong character, so I go for what I want. But in other people, they're soft and gentle and kind of just do what they need to do to be nice people and to carry on and to live and to support their children. And Kathy and Welcome are those people. They're kind, they're gentle, they're soft, they're caring. And they don't have the fire in them or the knowledge of the media world or Facebook or social media. And I'm passionate about that and I'm passionate about doing. So there was no, there was not even a question in my mind about being able to help. It's like, we're going to, we're going to do this. Okay. So we, going on you've, you've put the post up and, and it caught my attention. We had a conversation. So here's the reality. Running Good Things Guy and I, I had this conversation with you. When we post stories where we're chatting about people needing assistance or people needing money, we try and stick really to the human angle to tell the stories of the human behind it because that that invokes some sort of emotion and we can all we all care about what resonates with us. So when it comes to charity, if um if you've had someone in your family had a cancer scare or passed away from cancer, you'll be more almost affiliated to give money to that cause. It becomes part of your your reason and, and how you want to give back. But what we found, and, and this is the conversation we had, is that when we post these stories, I get a lot of people unfollowing the page. When we ask for charity or when, when a story has got this charity element, it's almost if, as if people and readers, South Africans, maybe expats, I don't know who the people are, but they look at it and they go, no, like unfollow. I don't, I don't want any more of that. Yeah. I'm faced to, by, by too much of it every day. How do we change that? Well, I don't know. I think it's also we've got to open our hearts and we've got to open our minds. You know, we're not, we, we don't live in silos anymore. And we have become so disconnected from each other, from greeting each other, being pleasant. And we're so focused on making money, consumerism, getting, giving. Giving doesn't feature in that. So, I mean, I think about it when I go into the shops and I want to, I see a pair of jeans that cost 2,600 rand. I want to vomit in my mouth because that's somebody's salary and people will easily go and spend that money. And then I kind of go, okay, well, Tyron, this kid who doesn't really have the financial um, backing to take him on this tour. And there's people that can, even if you spare a hundred bucks, I mean, I worked it out. If there were 500 people that dropped a hundred bucks into that account, he's got it. I mean, what is a hundred bucks? I can walk into the garage shop and buy some sweets and some cool drink and it's 140 bucks. Unnecessary stuff. And it just giving feels so much better than getting 
for me. I mean, it's great when you get, and I'm hoping with all the giving that I get that one day when something, when I need something that somebody's going to be able to give to me. So I just, it, it irks me. And I think it is, it's, and I don't think it's just South Africa. I think it's all across the world. Uh, you follow Humans of New York. One of the best pages on, on One social of the media. best pages. And he has now started a page where you can donate a little bit of money, even if it's $10 a month or whatever. So he is now raising money to be able to help people on his journey, which blows my mind because you are doing something that you're passionate about. You are meeting new people. You're experiencing. But at the same time, you've got millions and millions of people following you to eat that good news, to eat those stories and to be able to help. That makes my heart bloom when I see those posts. I'm and I want us to be in the same space. I want you to be that. Well, I'm, I must say, so with Good Things Guy, I mentioned that there are people that um, that unfollow, and that's just the, the, the state of maybe South Africa, the world, where people are currently in. But in the same breath, there's also people that give. Mm. And they do give a lot. Yeah. When we do post stories, there's always um, there's always South Africans who get involved yeah. and want to make a difference. And they are exactly the same as you. You are not an anomaly. Yeah. There are people that care. When I did, and, and again, before the show, we were speaking about neck nominations and rack nominations and how good things are, really started to be something. If I go back and I look at the last five years, um, a bird's eye overview, people want to do good. They inherently are good, but they need the inspiration to do it. Mm. Sometimes we just need to be reminded, as this conversation goes, that, that giving is, should be part of our habitual daily trend. We need to be reminded that, uh, that there are people in need. Uh, we, we can focus on South Africa because this is a South African show. Mm. There's, there's people in need right now, um, whether... Whether it's an opportunity to go on rugby tour, which is super important for you and will kick off your career and perhaps inspire you to help others who are in your situation many years from now. Or if it's, if it's some, some child who hasn't eaten in a week, there's, there's people that are in need. I've, I've had this conversation as well, which is, is highly important. Um, when we see people on the side of the road begging, which we do. If, if we leave the studio today and you drive to your next meeting, to your home or school or work, you're going to see at least uh, every robot. There'll be someone that's, that's in need of something. And I've had the argument that, that people are standing at the robots because it's easy. Because it's easy and they make so much money standing there. Let me tell you how it's not easy. Um, I used to work in an office park in Four Ways, just, just over the highway, uh, St. Andrew's Office Park. And there was a gentleman who stood at that big intersection of William Nickel and the highway that crosses every single day. His face and his body looked like leather from standing in the sun day in and day out. He had scabs and sores and all sorts of things on his body and his clothing always looked like a hand-me-down. And I had that same mentality, I'm talking six, seven, eight years ago, that it's easy to stand on the road and beg. Back then, I didn't know that almost half of South Africa's population can't work because there is no work. There's no employment. It's just not there. And back then, I didn't know that the only place he had to clean himself every day was the shopping center next door. The one morning I had a meeting really early, it was about 6, 6.30, and I'd made it at the little coffee shop in that, in that center, and I'd quickly jumped to the bathroom to go wee before my meeting, and I saw him bathing with the hand soap 
that's in mm-hmm. the bathroom cleaning himself. And it was a realization for me at that point that it's not easy. And many South Africans face battles that we know nothing about. So if you see someone who is in need, whether it's a, a social media post that sort of Kelly put up, or if it is someone on the side of the road that's asking for money, I think and I implore you, call to action for you is to do something. Trust your intuition. Stop listening to your ego. And I said it at the beginning of the show. If we want a better neighborhood, we need to be better neighbors. And I can promise you now, I've spent five minutes with Tyron. Humble, gentleman, and I know that you're going to make a difference in this world. So I'm hoping that uh, our little call out on the show today um, might get, what is it, 100 people? What did you say? 500 people to give 100 bucks makes 50,000 rand. Man, we get more downloads on on the show than 500. So I'm hoping that, um, and I did lie to you. I told you at the beginning of the show that nobody listens to this. (laughs) (laughs) Just try and ease you in so you're not too nervous. I'm hoping um, that 500 of our listeners listen to this message and donate a hundred bucks. We're going to put the link in the bio to donate. Um, it's, I think it's a give and gain account. What is it? Where did you, click where did you donate. post the crowd? Click and donate. Click and donate. Click There's and so donate. many of them now. Yeah. Um, so it's a click and donate. We're going to put that link in the bio so that you can, you can help another South African out to live his dream. And, and hopefully, I mean, you, you are going to go on to do great things. I shook his hand. His hand is bigger than a rugby ball. <laughs> That's quite flippin' crazy. Kelly, if, if you could leave any, I mean, I, I don't know if I've summed it up, but how do people change their habits? How do people change their patterns? And how do we start to see things differently? So, you know, I find that there's a lot of people who talk about wanting to do good. But that step over, you, it's either they're not sure how to do it or there's a bit of fear to do it. Um, I think it's also just being brave and being kind. We have to be brave and we have to be kind. In this country, we're so fearful of everything. I mean, smash and grabbed a couple of times, house broken into, and you know, you get, you get the few people who get really angry about it and get up and leave the country. And then you get a handful of people who are like, I'm not going to let that come into my space. And keep being kind, because the more kind you are, the better the country will be, the better we will be as human beings. And that's my, I mean, many times I've kind of questioned, why do I give? What do I get out of it? Why do I keep giving? And uh, I'll tell you the story because it's, it's relevant. I had gone through a breakup and I had given my all into that, into that relationship. And when we split, I was like, that's it. I'm not giving anymore. I've had enough. I'm not doing it anymore. Charity, I'm done. I've had enough. And we were driving down Buckingham Avenue in Craig Hall. I just popped in to see my mom. And there was a gentleman with a suitcase walking down the road with a crutch. And he was struggling to pull his suitcase behind him. And there was a lady walking next to him trying to talk to him. And my daughter and I drove past. And my heart like, sank. And I turned to my daughter and I said to her, baby, I'm turning around. So I turned around and I went back. Um, and he was struggling. And then I got out of the car to speak to him. And he told me that he was deaf and dumb. So he signaled to me that he was deaf and dumb. And I, he, he pulled out a, a clipboard with a pen and paper and I wrote on it, I said, where are you going? And he said, he's going to the Randburg taxi rank. So I wrote back and I said, jump in the car, I'll take you there. So we loaded him into the car, his crutches, it was quite tricky because he's, he's crippled and he's deaf and he's, and he's uh, mute. Get him into the car and my daughter, Sean, was sitting next to me on the left and I could hear him scribbling on the paper in the back of the car. 
and he was passing it forward to me. And I said to Sean, please grab that and read it. I'm driving. So she grabbed it and she read it. And I might blub. Um, and he had written on there, he said, I remember you. He said, you helped me 14 years ago. And that was the day. And he was sitting in the back of the car crying because I'd helped him and I was helping him again. And I had actually forgotten about him. And in that moment, I realized that my giving was not anything for me, that I had made a difference in somebody's life and that I will carry on doing that. And if I can make a difference in Ty's life for him to have a future, I'll take that on. And I will push as hard as I can to give so that he has an opportunity. And in 10 years time, when he's made it in rugby, he's gonna push for other kids back in South Africa to have the same opportunities that you have. Definitely. Sure, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit choked up. That, I mean, that, that says it all. You, a stark reminder for myself and listeners that giving matters. And I think um, that, that I'm going to leave that. That's the call to action. Right now, it doesn't matter if you're going to help Tyron or anybody else. Um, I think just be more cognizant of, of the rest of the world and the fact that not everybody's privileged, not everybody has data on their phones to listen to podcasts. We all just need to give a little bit to make the world a better place. Thank you for joining me on, on this week's Jackpot. Um, I am filled with, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm speechless. Um, be kinder than necessary and uh, only good things. I'm Brent Lindeke, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy, and you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a Jackpot podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate, or review my podcast, go to iTunes, Iona FM, or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks, and only good things.